0: that I get, the more I appreciate the times when I can feel young again. A few of those times that come to mind are like when you pull out an old video game and get to see it with new eyes, or maybe when you're sitting around the table with a bunch of old guys reminiscing on those old video games. Well, tonight, I have the honor and the privilege of doing both of those things and being the youngest guy in the room. So welcome to episode 77 of the Backlog Breakdown, where today I'm your host, Josh. I have my co-host, Nate, and mm-hmm. we also have a special guest. What do you go by? <laughs> the techno funk boy.
1: Techno funk right? boy, Paul, whatever.
0: Okay. I was, has I was has playing Kai on been doing... retired? Kai has I been was, retired. I yeah. was thinking about doing a bit about being inside a Super Nintendo, but I wasn't sure if, mm. you know, that would be... That would open any old wounds or anything. Uh,
1: so no, no, no. Oh, so instead, y-
0: I just want to make fun of you guys' age. So you know,
1: do y'all know why Kai was Kai?
0: Mm-mm. No.
1: Oh, okay. This is uh, this is kind of a, a a quick story. So I was planning the the Retro Zoo podcast, and you know, mm. kind of getting things in order. And I, uh, my, my, I was an insurance agent at the time, and uh, part of my job was dealing with some securities. Um, I I had to be securities licensed because, uh, some of our like, um, life products and stuff dealt with, uh, uh, dealt with stocks and stuff like that. And so I Mm -hmm. had to get these licenses that I never used, but part of it was that they would, um, they kind of monitor what I'm doing to make sure I'm not making crazy promises and all that that good stuff. but uh, uh, they came they came to my office and uh, started asking me about stuff I was posting on social media. And they started like uh, they started asking specifically, like, you know, why I was posting, you know, political stuff on video and why I was uh you know taking video driving around and take my eyes off the road and which I wasn't uh uh I was I was you doing it when I was driving but it was like a country road mm-hmm. and and I was keeping my eye on the road and and I kinda argued with them. I was like, y'all are I mean this is nothing to do with securities. Y'all are just <laughs> y'all are just pissed that I said something political. This is I like, you know, this isn't even like my business channel or anything. This is a personal channel. Mm-hmm. And uh and and so at, when they left, I sat down and I'm like, I'm not sure I want to do this podcast just because I don't want them kind of breathing down my neck. And, and, and I decided I really wanted to do the podcast, but to, just, to, just to kind of take, you know, put it one step away from me, I decided to go by a different name on the podcast just so it would mm-hmm. be harder for them to find. And I locked down my Facebook and stuff uh, so that they wouldn't see me post mm-hmm. about it and stuff. And so that's why I went by Kai for a while, but I'm out of that job. And so I'm Paul again.
0: <laughs> all right nice that's really all random right. that I do have a sense.
1: question for y'all mm-hmm. since uh you know since y'all were I, I forgot exactly the wording you put but that uh what uh <laughs> your last guest was the most anticipated guest or your favorite guest or something like that
2: no uh where 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 do I rank in the hierarchy of guests <laughs> I, I I love all my guests equally <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that meme where where it's uh uh
1: the but the mom mother. asks yeah the mom says you know no i love both of you equally and <laughs> one of them runs away and she leans to the other one and goes but, but it's, it's you. you by a by lot, lot.
2: <laughs> um. no i i think it was just like one of those things like uh, to to go back to that like the This the stuff with uh, Jeremy had like we had been trying to sort of like make that work for a while behind the scenes. And so for it to finally like come to fruition, you know, like when you've been invested in something for like the better part of a year and trying to figure out like a time that works. And when it finally happens, you're like, yeah, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like like,
0: he was the most anticipated because it was like literally the most anticipated like the anticipation was the longest and so there was the most of that anticipation like, I got it. as opposed to,
2: we, we talked about doing this like a couple weeks ago and you're like, yeah, let's go. It's like, yeah. See, so we you could should only have held anticipate out. it for I to weeks. Be more anticipated. I anticipated, you so should have held out. It wasn't I think my as-
1: exact response was no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this topic. And then I said, and this is why I don't want to talk about it. Cause it's going to be a really long episode. And then I, did I put down paragraphs and, and you're like, you're like, yes, you need to be
2: on the on it. Uh, I was like, end. and I was like, okay. So in two weeks, my my, right? my response was pretty much like, and that's exactly why we need to make this happen. Um. <laughs>
0: yes so so th- that topic by the way if you can't you know if you can't read um and you just up <laughs> this episode randomly <laughs> we are going to be don't talking you guys have bones about... <laughs> <laughs> right uh, <laughs> <that's> still, <laughs>
3: you know
2: I'm, I'm i'll be honest i'm kind of bummed that that hasn't come out stateside yet like i want to play the dumb diablo phone game like it, it was it was give it to me never, Blizzard. it was never made for us <laughs> yeah but i still want to play it Right,
1: I
3: know, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like But I do company. have a phone. I do have I do have a <laughs> right.
2: phone. I mean
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we will be talking about emulation and sort of uh, some thoughts regarding uh emulation, you know. We this was a topic that we tackled early on in the podcast and you know, maybe some of our thoughts have changed or maybe we're going to go in some different directions, you know. We, there's a lot of uh conversation about emulation and preservation and things like that. So, we'll see where this goes. Uh but before we jump into the main topic, let's uh well, I guess uh, Okay, yes, I like that. Yes, let's do it. Let's let's go into the reports. Why I, 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 not? I'm
1: trying to help. Trying to help. Yes. It's been three Full- weeks. Fantastic <laughs> <laughs>
0: fully work. Yes.
1: That's also part of the, the
0: uh <laughs> the, the, the BB
1: drinking cat uh, game.
0: <laughs> uh, gotcha. Well, I mean, I've resigned myself. It's gonna happen. You just let it happen. <laughs> I, but it wasn't was so, so two bad. Weeks.
1: It's been three weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: We, we all got it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm. It's Like it's very different. Yeah. I like it. it's <laughs> super unique. different. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead yeah. of a two, I said three. <laughs> mm. 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 Much disappoint. Um well Paul, since you're you're the guest here, you're not even locked down to three weeks. Um what I know. have you been <laughs> what have you been into? Uh what what kind of things, you know, that would you like to report on? I know you are just killing it with this backlog beatdown, man. <laughs> you're beating
2: Wes.
1: I am beating mm-hmm. Wes. Yeah, that's because I, I don't champ. buy anything. Um <laughs> uh, okay, so uh so this is what happened. What happened was um <laughs> I walked into a bar like, okay, so like I have a lot of podcasts Mm -hmm. and stream quite a bit and uh, Mm -hmm. normally stream like Dungeons and Dragons stuff and uh, and record that and and edit that. So my wife and kids were supposed to go to my in-laws house and and I was like, this is great. I'm going to pull a Wes and schedule everything Mm -hmm. for that week while they're away. Mm-hmm. And so I scheduled like it, it, over two weeks, like seven games, uh, for for recording or streaming or both. Yeah, and then the the trip got canceled. Ooh. And so this has been like the, like, I, I'm finally out of it, but this is like the, the most hectic two weeks. And, <laughs> and like, and like during all of this, it's like, you know, uh, a, a, a very nice person uh, provided me with a graphics card. I'm not going to mention who, cause I don't know if that person wants that known or not, but. Mm-hmm. I have been like okay I I need to put I need to put this in I'm like well no I got to stream tonight so if I mess up my computer like there yeah. are people waiting on Any me problem. and it's like it's like okay so tomorrow but then tomorrow comes I'm like wait no I'm recording a podcast the next day You're like people are scheduled to be on it and.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it's still on a bo- in a box right beside me. I've had this thing for <laughs> weeks, and uh, and now now like things are like I'm able to breathe. But um, uh, we're we're now planning a, an open mic night on my channel, uh, uh here this weekend, and uh, that's like seven people are going to be on my my Twitch channel uh, to play. It's like okay, I need after that, <laughs> I cannot break my computer right now. It mm-hmm. would be very 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 bad. Um and so like yeah, I I I had been playing Final Fantasy IX, uh replaying it, but uh mm-hmm. I got the PC version, I got that um that mod that's making it so pretty and Dude, so it's easy to play. So pretty. It is um I I tell you what, I'm I'm on disc what would be like disc three, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it is uh it uh this game has definitely taken the step into My my very short list of perfect Final Fantasy games. Um, Nice. It is it is way up on the uh, like it already was way up on the list, uh, uh, but it it's reached that kind of S tier. uh, Final Fantasy.
2: Well, I guess my question though is like, is it the the quality of life stuff though has to help because like, dude, that's it. OG PS One Final Fantasy Nine is slow.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's the only thing that was bumping it to A tier uh, okay. is because it is, it is a wonderful game with wonderful characters, wonderful plot, wonderful systems. But the load times are brutal. Uh, mm. Like the, getting into a battle and just removing those load times and the game just removes them. And it's okay. uh, And it's like, oh my goodness. This, it, now, now that it runs smoothly, it's just mm-hmm. a perfect game. And uh nice. i I'm I love it. But I, I put that aside and so hoping to get back into that soon and uh, been uh uh re-listening to Never Ending Story, the audio book, mm. ah. Um and uh remembering why I love that book so much. And so I'll be re watching both of those
2: movies here soon too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm actually nice. in the process of reading that book because uh and I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna go for never ending story two because I I watched it one time and I kind of looked at it and I was like, mm, no, <laughs>
1: it's not. It's not overly good. Uh, no. the first movies, the first movie is great, but the the yeah. second one is not very good.
0: So, uh, but uh, <laughs> and don't get, don't even get me started about the third one.
1: <laughs> well, I uh, the, the only <laughs> Jack I'm, Black in it, right? Yep. <laughs> the only reason I'm going to rewatch number two is because uh, the book is actually both movies. Uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, the okay. first half of the book is, I was very, very faithfully, uh, turned into the movie, uh, mm-hmm. very accurately turned into the movie, into the first movie. And then the second half of the book was, they took a lot of liberties in making that movie, but, um, okay. uh, but it, it does have similarities. So that, that's the only reason I was, I was going to rewatch the second part, uh, but, uh, definitely the first movie.
0: Nice, yeah i yeah, I think so. I actually watched the second one more as a kid than the first one, which I know is is weird. I, I've seen both of them, but I just I only remember parts of the first one, whereas the second one is pretty much hmm. cemented into my brain because it, it was pretty freaky as a kid. Now the first one certainly has its freaky moments too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so the, the s- overall, single
1: saddest moment of the eighties
0: right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that that definitely stands out but just like the whole plot of the second one is like nothing is enveloping the world and sucking up everything oh that's weird uh so anyways um i have a question going back to video games um so you've been playing through a lot of final fantasies you don't even have to go down a huge list but top five final fantasy games Curious.
1: Okay, so the S tier Final Fantasy games are four, mm-hmm. six, tactics, and nine now.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, so um, after that next. would be like uh uh probably ten and twelve.
0: Okay. Oh no, okay. yeah, that's and, pretty, and five. <laughs> ten and twelve and five. Yeah. All tie for number five. Okay. <laughs> well, what falls <laughs> Okay, if, B I, tier? if I if I
1: pick, if I picked if I picked if I picked the best one of those, it'd be twelve.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess 12
1: okay.
0: will be number five. Nice. Nice. And, Did you uh, play the
1: Zodiac version of 12? I have not. I'm really excited to do that. Uh, I played original version.
2: Because I've heard that Zodiac version actually makes 12 a better game.
1: Everything I know about it, it does. It returns jobs back to it. Mm-hmm. Um which is weird because this is the same universe as tactics. And so I'm not sure why we don't have jobs in 12, but it brings jobs back to it. And it makes some, uh, some of the things are just stupid. Like, uh, like I was hunting for a ribbon in, in, mm. in, in it. And like, you have to know what jar it's in and, and, you know, there's only a 90% chance the jar will be there, and then a 50% chance that it will have money in it. But if it has a treasure in it, then it will be a 10% chance it will be the ribbon, and it's kind of stuff like that. Uh, but the the zodiac right. version makes things a lot easier to find on that, and it has stuff like fast forward and stuff. So I'm I'm really mm-hmm. pumped to, to to play it, uh, but it's going to be a little bit because I did I I dropped 92 hours into that game, and it wasn't anywhere close Whoa. to 100 percenting it. Nowhere
2: close. Whoa, mm. man, that's intense. It's it's a hefty game, dang. So you you made your little crack about my age
0: and Paul's age, <laughs> and uh, just yeah, I I, like, I'm not usually the young guy in the room, so this well, is fun. Um, you know, it's like
2: some guys have midlife crises and they buy motorcycles <laughs> and convertibles. I mm-hmm. have a midlife crisis and I buy a PS5. Um, you, you, know, uh, My, mine was Dungeons and Dragons stuff. <laughs> I mean, it, it probably would have been like, you know, like it, well, it was like a PS5 and a bunch of cigars. So that, that was like, mm. nice, you know, I mean, mm. but those are things I'm already sort of inclined towards anyways. Um, mm. so it was more of like less of a midlife crisis and more of like a midlife, like I'm going to buy this stuff, uh, <laughs> treat myself. In the time since we last recorded, I have turned 40. I did manage to secure PS5. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I sort of, and I did, I spent a couple of days with my buddy Parker down in DC and we played some stuff. Uh, we actually played some of the Battletoads reboot on Xbox. Okay. Yeah. And it is, it's just a bizarre game. Like it's <laughs> very enjoyable. The writing is absolutely insane. And I kind of like it. Like at first I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I was like, dude, this is just dumb. And then Mm -hmm. the more we played it, I was like, I kind of like this. Mm -hmm. I was like, and by like, we played it for like two or three hours. And by the end of that two or three hours, I was like, no, I like this, but it's real weird. (laughs) Like, so this is like, this is a new game. Yeah. Babito's series. I didn't know about this. Uh, It's in, it was a, it's like a, it's a Microsoft exclusive uh, for the Xbox. And the, the, the part basically it, it sort of pays, like it does a bit of a nod and pays a bit of an homage to the old school sort of brawlers and stuff like that. But then it sort of like does like a a real quick, like sort of pivot into like lots of other weird things real quick. Um, Hmm. And it's fun. And like, you know, we were sort of like we were just laughing the whole time because it's just so dumb. Like it's okay. just like like it just like that sounds that sounds like Battletoads.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Battletoads. <laughs> Battletoads. Is- it was always like almost riding a line of like. Th- th- the sort of edgelord you know rash zits and pimple are yeah. these toads you know kind of kind of weird and then also uh, well the uh the arcade was actually really bloody and hyper violent uh, so there's that but it, you know if you're thinking about the nes game like the the main boss is a dominatrix like this is weird yeah. like what uh, yeah. i don't know how i feel about the it. dark queen like, it's a little uncomfortable right yeah, but yeah, e- but even but, there,
1: even there, it's like you know the uh, you know the the first level starts off as a as kind of a brawler, and you're like, okay, I, hmm. I get this game, and then you're like rappelling down a tunnel, and it's like, okay, no, this is different. Then you get on the speed it's speeder bike things, you're like, and then you just oh, hate your life. This is <laughs> this is now a shmup, and that goes really fast, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like every every level, level was. <laughs> I love that level well, i, I well, the only beat it once I like in it. my life uh, but i love oh, that man.
0: level you're it a was... better gamer than i because no i could i could never make it past. like it was exactly. so much fun getting up to that and even playing like the first half of that level is like so much fun and then that super long jump that you can never make
1: it was the right right balance of of doc, of dr pepper caffeine
2: and uh and pizza yeah. grease on my fingers <laughs> Just like, yeah. and like uh, you, you hit like the perfect storm of circumstances to be able to beat that. And right. then it was like, and you've never done it again. Yeah. Like, I beat it. <laughs> and like, everybody's like, do it again. And it's like, you know, and you just, you spent years sort of like trying to figure out what the, the that secret sauce was, you need that garbage <laughs> pizza and some Dr. Pepper and like, you, you're going to like, just, we're going to make this happen that's um, why i'm fat today i've been, been trying
3: to <laughs> i've been trying to chase that glory day. <laughs> every day i just eat I eat a whole pizza
2: <gasps> and i drink a bunch of dr pepper just trying to get back to that
1: um, on my battletoads emulator i have a save state right at that moment
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um oh, no so we we did play some of that uh played a bunch of other stuff but i was gifted a couple games uh i somebody gifted did me a copy of Returnal, and okay. I haven't touched that yet I, I installed it, but that was about all I've done with it and then uh nice. I was actually gifted a copy of Miles Morales for PS five yeah. and uh, i I have sort of like my the the two games I've sort of been like trying to like concentrate on or have been near a moonlighter, and I felt like okay I wanted to play something like I have this big shiny new machine. I'm like, yeah. I want to see what the big shiny new machine does. So I put him, and I really like Spider-Man uh, for PS4. It's it's actually mm-hmm. a really fantastic game. I was like, I'm going to check this out, like Miles Morales, and I got hooked. And I actually, okay. like, I've, I've been sort of, like, texting back and forth with Micah, and it's like, what's nice about this game is, like, the one criticism that I have of, like, the Spider-Man for PS4 is that it's just a little too long. Okay. It's a really fun game. Like, shorter if you die more often. Well, but but that's uh, <laughs> counterintuitive. Um, <laughs> and, and Spider-Man never dies. He gets the crap kicked out of him, but he never really dies. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, I you know... This is going to put me on a bit of a side tangent, and I'll try to make this. I I actually made the, the <laughs> two thousand <argument>. years later, <laughs> two three hours <laughs> later, days later. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but the reason spiders, the Spider Men heroes, are superior to like Superman is because there's no real stakes for Superman. He's all like you know, whereas. He he's just he's he's always able to sort of overcome. There's really no trial that ever actually overcomes Superman. I mean, he even defeated death, right? Whereas Peter and Miles are basically yes, they're superhumans, but they are basically fragile. And everything about Spider-Man ethos, like on on from from both of these characters it's about sacrifice and responsibility and sort of like, and, you know, like at the end of the day, like Peter and miles, both sort of, they put it all on the line for the people of New York. And that's why they like, you know, and that, and they're just funnier. And like, you know, (laughs) like, you know, but it's just like, like there is like the quipping and all of that stuff, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like, These are heroes who like put it out on the line every day. Whereas like for Superman, there's never, there's never really like a viable threat. Whereas like for, for Peter and Miles, there, there is a viable threat. Like they can die and like they, they can get the, I mean, they can be broken. Whereas Superman comes back from the dead. So, I mean, the one time he died, they were like, nah, it doesn't stick. You know, he came back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Spoilers, I hadn't finished reading that. <laughs> uh, well, dude, it's like it's like 20 years old and change, man. Like <laughs> you know. It, 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 but um, but yeah, I, I actually beat the and and then platinumed the Spider Man Miles Morales hmm. game. And it's it's really good. It's I, I actually prefer like sort of the shorter burn. And Insomniac mm-hmm. crafted a really good story. Um Really, okay. really good story. uh So I've been playing, and I uh, so I'm, now I'm picking near automata back up, and I'm gonna try and you know finish the platinum on that and get, and then I'm gonna try and just finish up my playthrough on uh Moonlighter. And then at that point in time, I'm gonna on my PS5, I'm gonna try and tackle control, and then on my okay. Switch, there's a CRPG that. Somebody, basically, I'm 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 looking at him right now, sort of like through into the, into the ring. We, we
1: can't we can't tell who you're looking at.
2: Oh, well, that's that's <laughs> that's on your screen. <laughs> this, like, like, listen, it's it's. Well, but, come on, Paul.
0: It's obvious. You, look, you know how often I talk about the CRPGs. <laughs> how much I love those old school. You know, like give me that. I'm talking to you. Fallout.
2: <laughs> no, uh yeah, I'm gonna start working, uh, chipping away at Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. and that's not my first go round with the game, but it's also huh. been like I played it a little bit like years ago when it first came out. I had a buddy who was real into it, but it was like it was like one of those things like you go over to your buddy's house, you play just enough to be like, oh, this is interesting, but then you you leave your buddy's house and mm-hmm. uh, so. Those are sort of like my next burns on, on the That's list. That's a God
0: of War spinoff, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. Uh,
2: as far as reading goes, uh, a little bit of progress on Anna K. Like I've read a chapter in the last couple of weeks. I read a chapter of communion with the triune God um, or like half a chapter really. But I have been reading the never ending story. And. uh ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> Um I like it. Bastion Bucks is one of the least likable main oh, characters. Oh like, no. He is but it's wow. the story isn't really about him. Mm-hmm. He's sort of well, kind of a yeah. set piece. I don't know. And I don't know. I Yeah. They will be. I, I'm yes. But it's like he is basically Vaughn. He is the proto-Von. Mm. You know, sort of referencing back to Final Fantasy 12 there. Yeah. Um, he's just kind of like, but he's. he's <laughs> they, prob- they made him a lot more likable for the movie and also thinner. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to, he's it's basically fat, stupid kid that nobody really likes because he's fat and stupid. Like his teachers <laughs> rip on him because he's, he's a poor student. Fat. Yep. Everybody, everybody <laughs> just. He no only
0: likes him because he's fat. It's stupid. (laughs) Stupid. Yeah. I mean, look,
2: I mean, at least I have brains. The the thing, the thing, it's like, like, I'm not, I may not be a smart man, (laughs) Janet. But, uh, anyways, so that's, I mean,
1: (laughs) I don't know. Like, like, like you read that book and you're like, yeah, no, I totally get it too, because I would totally kick that kid's ass. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, and the author is just like, like, like he's just like the narrator is just like, no, the, the the he basically is like, yeah, nobody really likes him because he just like, and it boils down to he's fat and kind of stupid, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just a schmuck, like he's mm-hmm. just, he is the born loser, which. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like there's something and I'm sure there has to be some sort of like metamorphosis or something where it's like there has to be something that sort of changes or like pivots or something. But it's just like Kafka-esque. Hopefully not that kind of metamorphosis. Um, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Turns into Kafka. I mean, (laughs) he might be a slightly more likable
2: and interesting character at that point in time. Um but like so <laughs> no, far- yeah
1: and that and that's the se- like mentioned like the only the first part only the first half of the book was made into the first movie mm-hmm. the the second part is all uh is 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 all him kind of trying to weed out who he is and who he should be.
0: Okay. Yeah, see that's that's what I was going to say is just because I'm more familiar with the second movie and that yeah. yeah, he is the main character in that. But then I was like, "Oh wait, but I don't know how well the movie actually follows the book. Um, one one question that I had: Do they in the book do they overpronounce the T in his name like they do in the movie? Bastian. Oh Bastion. no,
1: Bastian. <laughs> Bastian. Um, like like they uh, and Nate. I don't know if the I don't know if you noticed this because I certainly didn't until I was halfway through the book. But uh, the uh, all the chapters
2: uh, begin. With uh, progressive letters of the alphabet, A through Z. I did not. Now that I've, I've sort of been cued into that, I'll have to. It's
0: mm. it's pretty cool. That so is, there's a definite end at Z, though, right? Is, it's not. Never is, ending. There? Is, is there? Is
2: there? Mm. Also, just because, like, it, I was, my curiosity was sparked. I forgot about the never-ending story three. Um, uh. <laughs> so I googled it. Don't blame you. Uh, IMDb gives it a 3.2 out of 10, and it got a 26 yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Nah, no, that, no. that Jack, I don't think it even deserves that, that.
2: Jack Black in the leather jacket, surrounded by his posse. Choice, choice. So, so that's I, the
0: thing: is Jack Black actually looks like he's having fun with it? Just the the rampant stupidity of it. He normally does. He has like a wicked yeah. unibrow in that. Oh, ah, interesting. I mean, he's he's basically playing like Bulk from Bulk and Skull from the original Super uh, Super Wow Power Rangers. Um, yeah. Well, I I just I remember watching that movie and thinking the plot was like I have seen this in a in a like a TV show. That's a reference Power Rangers again, but like I've seen the same <laughs> plot. Oh, these characters come out of a book. Got to hide them. Cause they're weird. Got to get them back into the book. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's not good, not good at all. But that's, that's but maybe that's the book of the never ending story too. I don't know. I I don't know because I've never read the books.
2: That's all I've got though, Josh. So
0: okay, okay, cool. Um, well, I I've I've played a little bit more. Um, but to be honest, it has been. I'm in this weird place right now where um, it's like I noticed with the week that I had in between my classes that I'm taking in between my last my spring course and then my summer course starting up this week. Um, I've had a little bit more time to play, but I've used that time on other things. And so like, I don't know, it's, it's not necessarily burnout because I haven't been playing a lot, but it is definitely like video games have taken a bit of a back burner because of other things, just other things going on in life. um, So that said, I've I've got a handful of games just because of the the, it's been three weeks, but um, it's not as uh, (laughs) and three weeks it's not a lot of time (laughs) poured into any of them. So uh, I talked about last time Uh. I started Yoku's Island Express, um, and I did finish that one up, and I think that game gets a lot better as you go on, as you get more of the powers, and you can you can you just get a better feel for the game, basically. And and I totally get what you were saying, Nate, about how like the way that it is structured, um, it, it, you you don't necessarily want to like lose progress if that makes sense. Um, so yeah. Anyway, anyways, like boss battles and stuff were really fun. It was it was a really cool game. So I was digging that. And then. I finished it and I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back and collect all the things. And I only had like 62% of the game done. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of things <laughs> I have to go back and collect. So maybe I'll try some other stuff for now. Um, but yeah, Yoku's was was a good time. Um, I did fire up Res Infinite just for a little bit and played a couple levels of that because it's free on PS4. Um, and so that was fun just to kind of feel that out. Uh, it, it definitely... It, it's one of those games where, like, it's supposed to be tied into the music, but it's a very early uh, version of that because it was originally a PS2 game. Okay, so you well, can't, it's an like,
2: on rails shooter sort of thing, mm-hmm. rhythm shooter. It's hard to sort of explain that game other than it's an on rails rhythm shooter. Like, yeah, the
0: whole the whole idea is like, oh, you're what is it? Like, you're fighting viruses or something like? You're that. hacking like, this into weird... a system. Okay um and and so it has like this feel of like you know like the lawnmower man Mm -hmm. kind of like early ideas of the internet and stuff like that um so it's definitely of its time which i don't hold against it at all um it's just it's yeah it's just a different kind of experience and it was fun um for the couple levels that i played and i've been wanting to to get back to it but i just haven't so meh um but there's that, uh, in, in terms of like some handhelds, because I finished, uh, Yoku's Island Express and because of, uh, the, the recommendation from the trash Turkey himself, um, I started up Inazuma 11 cause I've owned it for a long time. I downloaded it on my 3DS and, um, I was playing that for a little bit, kind of getting a feel for it. Super, I was, not even shown in because it's more like earlier, um, than that like a younger audience than than typical kind of shown in stuff um but after you you kind of get into it, it took me a while to kind of like figure out how to actually play the game well, and basically you're gonna have to use your stylus a lot if you want to maneuver your characters during like the soccer portions of the game, and so unfortunately, like the times that I usually play handheld i I'm sort of doing other, you know, like it's, it's not like the only thing, you know, like I'm on the elliptical or I'm doing You're driving, or something aren't you? else. Exactly. Yes. Driving <laughs> and playing 3DS. So I'm like, why is this not an RPG? <laughs> and so, you know, doing driving with just my elbows is kind of difficult while I play with the stylus on the 3DS. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I haven't poured that much time. I, I, I put a handful of hours into it to, to check it out. Um, but since I was like, okay, I do need something that'll, that'll be a little bit, um, more akin to the way that I play handhelds, I popped in Radiant Historia because that's another game that like I started and I never really got much of anywhere with it. And I'm still super in the beginning of that game too, because it's just like short spurts. Um, but that's, I, I want to actually stick with it this time instead of like dropping off because I, I, you know, I, I made a new file and I looked at my old file and it was like seven hours in and I'm like, Oh, I'm losing all that progress. But also I don't want to start seven hours in if I don't remember what was going on. So, um, so yeah, started over with that one and just like started the game. Like I'm not far into it at all. Um, I haven't even gotten the ability to to go through time. <gasps> Spoiler uh, that happens at the beginning of the game. <laughs> it's like the whole conceit of the game. So that like, much I do remember from my original playthrough. What were you see, gonna say?
1: I didn't care about any of the games that you mentioned until you mentioned that one, <laughs> and, and now I'm excited.
0: <gasps> yes, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to uh because uh, because Wes is gonna be on uh, Retro Station soon, and I was like. Nice. How long, you, how long do you have on Radiant Historia? Because I've been wanting to talk mm. about that
0: game forever. <laughs> yeah, I know that shot to your like favorite, you know, like favorites yeah. list. And so that, yeah, yeah. It, well, you, actually, you and Wes talking about it we, are kind of one of the the catalysts. I mean, for, and it's not that I disliked it. I just, I just, I don't know. I moved on to other things.
2: It has a slow start myself. to it too. It's. I okay. I picked up a copy of like the complete chronicles version or whatever yeah perfect yeah. chronology yeah that one because I was like well because of you Paul and Wes and like your guys are like mm-hmm. you guys are like yeah yeah this game's awesome and I was like oh at some point in time I want to come back and I just want some of that like good old-fashioned like JRPG super nerdness
1: Josh so you have the perfect chronology or do you have a
0: original original, original. I like cool. the artwork for this one I will say like, it's, I, I'm not a fan of the redone stuff
1: yeah yeah the the original artwork's really cool and it um the new one has a new ending mm. and but it has okay. both it has both endings it it's basically mm. has another chapter attached to it okay and, and I got to the original ending and I was like this is super satisfying this is just super satisfying I would be so sad if I just le- stopping it right here and then it went to the second ending and it's like dang this is a good ending too and uh okay I, I was like I I would not feel like I I wouldn't feel like I had missed out on something if I didn't have perfect chronology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but I'm glad I had it. Cause it, it, uh, okay. uh, the, the additional stuff is all really good.
2: How much okay. time did you put
1: into it? Oh goodness. How much was it? Uh, and I did hundred percent it, uh, mm. which is okay. if, if you do the full, uh, if you do the full perfect chronology ending, then mm. you're probably going to hundred percent it along the way mm. uh, okay. uh I, I can't remember if you have to or i don't think you have to but you're going to be close anyways and so you just got to clean up some nodes to uh, uh to to finish them off but it it those don't take long um i seem to remember it was like 60 or maybe 50 50 hours something like that I, I, okay. I'd, I'd have to look
0: yeah, that looks like it. It matches up with um, the so the completionist run according to how long to beat is at fifty eight hours. So yeah, yeah, right around yeah fifty sixty. That's yeah, that's intense. Uh, but it seems like a a pretty meaty game because the original main story it puts at thirty five hours. So yeah, that's, it's that's got pretty cool. It's
1: got it's got a pretty intense plot and it's a really good plot. It's nice. really good characters.
0: Well. I'm stoked whenever I, you know, am actually able to play it. <laughs> right. Because it's just kind of off and on right now with that one. Um, and another one that I've been off and on with is, uh, as I've mentioned before, Horizon Zero Dawn. So I'm at about a dozen hours into the game so far. I did meet one of those uh, Thunder Jaws just the other day. Um, and it's a lot of stupid fun. Because, like, this dang. Like T-Rex, I just started like shooting arrows at it. And then it shoots missiles at me. It shoots drones that shoot lasers and then missiles. And then it has like turrets on it and shoots at me. And I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing. Because you're like this, oh, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, Ooga booga, I have primitive weapons, woman, you know, and wow, <laughs> like this, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and, the, and this, Dude, like, there, there robot are so many
2: better with ways laser. that you could have said any of that.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, it as you were talking, I was like, he's gonna pull this through, right? He's gonna save this <laughs> sentence, isn't he? No,
2: no, he not never at all. did, <laughs> not at all. It's, it's just crashing. It's a primitive ish sort of. Yes. She's she's using bows and arrows, but even there there's like some sticks and Yeah, it's basically like yeah, shooting arrows at robot dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Exactly,
0: exactly. The whole premise is
2: ridiculous, but it's also ridiculous fun. Yes.
0: Thank you for actually explaining that. That it makes so much more sense when it comes (laughs) (laughs) to than than like cave woman going up against uh robot dinosaur with like multiple guns and lasers and missiles and turrets and just like this is this is so well and like the best part about some of that is you can knock if you have the
2: the there's an arrowhead that you can get that will actually blow parts of its armor and stuff off and you can knock off its guns and then go snatch up the gun and use the gun and shoot it with its own gun and that's Whoa. immensely satisfying. That game is that just like, sense. that game is pretty much like Nate's imagination, imagination fever dream, the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to like <laughs> sneak around and kill robot dinosaurs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like there yeah. everything it, that like I mean, 10 year old me like was like, yes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, And this is,
1: this is kind of what I was wondering is this game like, like, uh, like axe cop where you know it it is a 10-year-old dictating the story and like the adults are like oh okay yeah oh yeah yeah no no he's got, he's got drones that's great
2: <laughs> no the the story is actually like a little more serious it's like it's sort of an environmentally sort of like it's a dystopian storyline but the actual gameplay is just so ridiculous and satisfying it's like dude like it's it's hard to just like there's so many things like the the story actually probably takes itself a little too seriously in my opinion Um, Mm -hmm. um, but like the actual like legitimate gameplay is just it's a ton of fun it's just like it's sort of a stupid preachy story about like environment like the dangers of cavemen no, because it's basically the world's sort of thrust into the situation that it's in because people kept weaponizing technology and they basically created like, uh, you know, I'm not going to, but basically we created like our own destruction kind of stuff. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and just like, it's sort of a cautionary tale in AI and it's, it gets like a little like environmentally preachy, but it's i don't know Mm -hmm. like dude the gameplay is fun like it's just like Mm -hmm. dude like it's you're literally shooting robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow like i i don't know like and like the game is it works so and it's fun Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah it's a really pretty game too Mm -hmm. like it looks it looks really cool um so yeah yeah is yeah my immediate reaction though and not even not even like that is a huge dinosaur whoa and you see all the plates and stuff like that so i'm like okay what happens when i shoot it it does like three damage you know like doesn't even take off a sliver of its life and then it immediately turns at me and starts like lasering me with drones and and cannon uh, i was gonna say and it chases you
2: it, yeah. it, it's like, yeah. it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm going to run away from this. And it's like, it like I had one chase me like a significant chunk across the map. And mm. then, like the whole time I'm just going like, oh, swears, oh, swears, oh, swears, <laughs> oh, swears, oh, swears. Like,
0: yeah, it's yeah you can you can kind of cheese it with the roll uh sort of like like dark souls the roll iframes and stuff like that if you're if you're good at it what happened to me though is i rolled out of the way when it lunged at me and then one of those freaking like bull machines came by and got me in my back and, and like just sent her flying and so i was like oh okay i'm screwed like now there's not only this t-rex now there's like a whole herd of bulls coming at me too like i'm i'm done. <laughs> There's no chance. It's But no, it is fun. I, I don't mean that to, to like berate the game. It's just funny to step back and like see what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can be super into a video. It's sort of like, you know, those videos that are like, how horrifying is Super Mario Brothers because all the blocks are actually people of the Mushroom Kingdom sort of a thing. Or, you know, or you step back and you're like, oh, okay, so he's a plumber jumping on evil mushrooms to get to the the big turtle guy the big lizard turtle who has the princess in the castle like none of this makes it, who eats mushrooms to get bigger what is going on even you know and so it, it was sort of it was sort of that kind of surreal moment when I was playing of just like this is a big dumb metal T-Rex
1: if anybody here knows how to eat to get bigger it's me <laughs> And it definitely wasn't mushrooms. mushrooms. It was a lot of cheese. <laughs> oh, that's
2: so good. I was like, Jesus, like, it was a lot of cheese. <laughs> I was like, yeah,
0: you know, fair enough. Respect. Fair enough. Respect. <laughs> um. Uh. Anyways, so that's all that I've been playing. Um. In terms of reading, I I watched a movie with my wife called The Professor and the Madman. That, that is a Mel Gibson not
1: movie. It's not reading. No, that, Movies that's true. are not reading.
0: It's true. It's a movie that's based on a book. And so I started reading the book is where book is I was going. Good. I haven't seen that Paul, movie. I haven't read, seen
1: the movie, but it? the book is good.
0: Yeah. Is, oh, is okay. The movie good? Okay. You've read the book. Yeah. The mo- So the movie after it came out, well, it had some production problems is what happened. It was not finished. And the production company like I... basically shut down production. Um, and so in Mel Gibson and the director who worked with him on Apocalypto, uh it, it's actually the, the director in the credits, uh, he uses a pseudonym because he didn't want to put his name on it because there were scenes that that they were calling for that weren't filmed because the production company was like, No, this is taking too long. We're just gonna cut it here and edit it. So so the movie has problems, um, but it is good, like overall, it's a good movie. It's just like there are clearly pacing issues and some things that kind of come out of left field that really ought to have been explained better. Um, and it's very movie drama-y. So, um, but but I, I would still, I still enjoyed it very much. So, uh, it's, it's very well acted. Mel Gibson and Sean Penn are, um, what's his name, Robert Murray, I think. Mel Gibson's the, the Scottish dude. And then uh, William Minor, the madman is Sean Penn. And hmm. so that's it. It's yeah. Yeah. It's on Netflix. If you want, well, if you have a Netflix account, no, um, I'm no, I'm a Christian. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have been, I have been listening to the book um, and I'm a good, like two thirds into the book as well. Uh, and it brings out a lot more obviously, because it's a book. Um, so been listening to that um th- th- this is kind of like in between but something that i've i've been checking out um a lot of owen strands stuff um he's putting out a book called christianity and wokeness that's coming out soon um he has a lot of um he's he's given a lot of talks about it as well uh but primarily what got me into some of his stuff was um this conversation that he had in three different videos on youtube by a group called anchored north and it's basically a conversation with him um it's 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 a conservative versus versus they're just conversations uh progressive christian and so you see kind of the stark contrast in this one guy who is very um uh well, i mean he he he's a professor okay owen's a professor and so like he 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 knows a lot of theology he's very well grounded in historic christianity and then you see this other guy who is a progressive christian and the way that he speaks and how um vague <laughs> everything is basically and it's this real stark contrast um and they're very respectful of each other um, but they also obviously have a lot of disagreements where it comes down to it. And and so that was, that was really cool. I watched through that with my wife and we had a good time. Th- there were certainly times where we were really frustrated and we would just like pause it and vent to each other for a little while and go back to it um, because it's, yeah, th- just some of the nebulous things that come up <laughs> are kind of frustrating um but but it was really good those stupid traditional historic christianity (laughs) guys (laughs) don't make any sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) well sometimes when
2: i'm watching stuff like that like and this is why Mm -hmm. i don't like watch debates or apologetics or any of that because i'm like just go for the throat like just take them out like Mm -hmm. but it's like the whole the whole object of that those exchanges in a lot of ways is to sort of show the weakness or the folly like mm-hmm. in the apologetics realm specifically. It's to mm-hmm. expose the folly of the the sort of the opposing viewpoint. And so it's like and sometimes you, you need to draw them out. But I'm like just just cut them off at the knees. Like just yeah. just like
0: <laughs> and and I, I just lack the yeah. patience to sort of watch it all play out. Mm-hmm. Well then, maybe you won't enjoy this because it's like three, like forty-five minute videos all together. You know, it's well over. You know, it's it's like movie length when you put them all back to back. Um, but but uh, it's kind of funny because it, it it reminds me of the conversation that we were having before the show of like DMing for an audience. I feel like a lot of it is is kind of modeling. You know, like knowing that people are listening to this, interacting. So so it's not as yeah they don't go for the throat so um anyways that i we had a good time leg. watching those and <laughs> <the> <laughs> la- yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then the last thing that i've been getting into I won't go too far into it but i've been uh reading ruroni kenshin um the manga on uh, the, because i have a subscription to um shonen jump and so going through that uh, nice that, man it's so good. I am just really digging it. Um, and yeah, it's you know it's a shonen manga, but it it's cool because it's it, it, I would say grounded, but it's not really you know obviously there's like superhuman feats and stuff like that 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 are going on, but um, it's it's in a, a period of Japanese history, and so you see a lot of uh, it's just it's just really well written in the characterization um, and the themes and stuff like that. I don't know. It just I love it, and so I just wanted to yeah. say, been but digging it.
1: I watched the I watched the first two seasons of the of the anime, okay, and absolutely loved them. Um, awesome, and uh, and I I've actually kept meaning to uh, to rewatch because I we we have season three, but I I wanted to rewatch the first two seasons to get uh, to
0: get back into it. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I've heard the live action movies were actually good interesting see i saw i saw some it just, i just went searching around because i've been doing the manga and uh, and then i saw those and i'm like whoa like the screen caps actually look pretty cool yeah. you know how like sometimes they'll look real cheesy when it's a when it's a live action manga like it just yep. looks bad i was like wow this actually kind of like captures some of this you know like yeah. kenshin actually looks good kind of Gosh. a thing um K- kenshin and then is I went, such a great character oh, some of the him.
1: villains are so good in
0: that yeah i There's- i just got through the whole thing with shishio so yes. i'm actually at a point point. he was fantastic um no oh, so good um but uh now i'm at the point in the manga where i've actually never read this far before so everything is new to me so um, I'm, yeah, and I think I think it. that is
1: the end of season two. Is is okay. where I was in the anime? So
0: mm-hmm. nice if I remember nice. it right.
1: Again, um, good stuff. Kitchen was so yeah. good.
0: I I did watch the first episode of the OVA that they produced again because I've seen the first couple episodes multiple times. I actually have them on DVD, uh, but I went searching around just online for them, and they were actually a slight a bit difficult to to find. But man, oh man, is it bloody! And gory, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy because it doesn't shy away from that in the manga." Mm. I was just surprised at how like ruthless it is in in those episodes, though. Yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, I think that's enough preamble, um, <laughs> and we're before... out of time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go... exactly. Emulation I don't know why good, y'all... bad. I don't... Okay,
1: yeah, cool. I don't understand why <laughs> how y'all end up so
0: late at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that's what happens um, but, so before we go ahead and ramble on about uh, emulation let's hear a bit from one of our friends
3: Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father he told me enough he told me you killed him no I am your father no no that's not true that, that's impossible this is such an incredible moment a memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations wait wait what the sort of thing they talk about on the retro station podcast the stories movies music moments that brought us together as a people that we enjoyed with friends you, you laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie! Exactly! This is wonderful. You, you're crazy! No, everyone agrees. This is a truly classic moment. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Did you kill Mom then? I. I'd I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I I bet they talk about that on the Retro Station, huh? What a classic moment that was when Mom died. Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They they made memes of Mom?
1: The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things
2: that made us nerds. I I think it would be helpful to sort of recap... So we've we've uh, on this we've done a couple episodes about emulation and exploring some of the thoughts around that, and you know Josh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the general sort of like thought process that we had was like, and you know, you feel free to like hop in here too, Paul. But like I I think the general consensus among us is that overall emulation is sort of, um, it's sort of like neutral. And in the sense that um, when it's, if it's used properly, like if you own the material and you're just using it, like that's perfectly acceptable. Um, I mean, that's with even within like the legality of it. Like you, if you create your own ROMs, you can emulate to your heart's content, blah, 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 blah. blah. There's lots of sort of nuance there as far as like creating emulators and everything else. No, you can't. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. You can't. You cannot create ROMs. You can I, create emulators. You cannot create ROMs. So you can't computer. create a cop I thought you were allowed to create like a, a usable copy of like if you own physical the physical media, you were allowed to create a physical copy of that or a digital copy of that. That is
1: my my understanding from listening to lawyers on the topic is no, you are not allowed oh. to
2: do that. Oh. Huh. Huh. No, that's uh okay. That so say so we you know just corrections, but basically short version is this: if you own it, and you're sort of like, and you, this is just like whatever, like sort of like it's all fair, it's all game. It's like where it gets a little dicey is if you don't own any sort of the content, and you're just like you're just like I just want this, and I just want to play this, and I don't want to pay full price. Like you know, like basically like what everybody was doing in the 90s where they're just like you know stealing hundreds of games you know from mm-hmm. nintendo and sega and everybody else you, you know and some of that is just the basically like, now there are merits um especially when it comes to, like games preservation stuff like in some ways like you know, and you have to ask like, are are the games are the games that are being preserved worth preservation? Yeah, some of them maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, others not so much. And it's like th- there's a conversation I think surrounding like the value of video games as art, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there are some interesting ideas. So the the short version is like the the TLDR when it comes to emulation is like it kind of depends. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's, it has to be a nuanced answer, You, you know, because like there are probably some instances where emulation is, is very clearly wrong and others where not. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like many things. Um, it has some useful applications again, sort of, especially looking at stuff like games preservation, uh, and games history preservation, like, you know, games history, like, there are useful and i think beneficial applications there but you know a, a, anyways but there are some other ideas sort of surrounding ip laws and all of that stuff and this is where mm-hmm. it sort of gets real off the rails real quick because i mean and we've we've talked about some of the games that have like um the was it little samson is mm-hmm. sort of in ip ownership limbo um, a, a personal favorite of mine from the Dreamcast and, you know, GameCube, uh, Skies of Arcadia, like that, the IP, like the the holder of those, those rights, like I have no idea. Like I don't think anybody knows mm-hmm. who actually holds the rights to that IP anymore as far as like – which makes a republishing or a remake impossible because if you can't track down mm-hmm. who actually owns – this there's no way for you to legally sort of like redo this and so some of the, the questions in there like there there're still questions that sort of come out of this so but mm-hmm. and we thought it might just be good to sort of revisit some of this for a little bit
0: and and i think if i remember correctly so so paul you're saying that roms are creating a rom is is illegal as well my my if my memory serves, um, what is on paper as to the legality of these things has never gone, has never actually gone to trial, because basically, I mean, because they don't know how it's going to play. Like there has never been a precedent set as to how ROMs would hold up in court, because I mean, frankly, the companies don't want to see it go to court because if it Mm. goes belly up for them, then that opens the floodgates. Um is am I am I incorrect in saying that?
1: That that makes sense. I don't know of a case. Uh I I didn't look for one either though. And so, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like uh all advice we give, I don't think any of us are lawyers and uh right. which is don't. which is part of the pro- which is part of the problem honestly it's like you know mm-hmm. it, you, you shouldn't need a law degree in order to uh wade these waters. Uh That's true. And uh that that goes that goes in really in all of our areas but um <laughs> IP I IP is like a, is is, is a bit a sore subject for, for me. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I, I do so much, you know, like in various creative things, like creating yep. music and stuff, and watching like some of the uh uh plagiarism lawsuits come down uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh on on music. And it's like really seriously, y'all found in favor of the plaintiff on that one? That's mm-hmm. terrifying. To musicians because that there was no case there. Um it was
0: one four five?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what was it? The uh that, that song uh Blurred Lines, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is a terror uh which is um mm-hmm. uh, a terrible song with a great beat. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was a jam. Was uh, it, uh, that, oh, is that is a was the
2: Robin
0: uh, Rob Thomas. No, Robin Thicke. No. Robert, thick. Oh, there you go, there Alan Thick's yeah. son, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's right.
1: it's. Uh, I mean, it's a gross song, and uh, the owners of Marvin Gaye's uh, catalog, and I think it's his descendants sued, and and and, it, and I'm super oversimplifying, but mm-hmm. they they basically said no, uh, Marvin Gaye owns funk, <laughs> and so you can't play funk. <laughs> And they won and and that's oversimplifying, oh, wow. you know, but it but mm-hmm. it was all coming down to the beat of it, mm-hmm. and it's like guys, that's just a that's just a funk beat that's <laughs> yeah, I mean guess barbect is super influential there, but it's mm-hmm. just a funk yeah. beat, you yeah. know uh and and so some of that stuff is just is just absolutely terrifying, and i p laws uh have really been passed to favor uh to, to favor corporations, to favor industries that have um, like really, really good lobbies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the big example of that is if I buy a CD, I can rip the music onto my computer. If I buy a DVD, I'm not allowed to legally. Why is that? Because Hollywood has a better lobby. <laughs> like that, there's no, there's no like f- f- legal philosophy behind that decision. It's just Hollywood paid more money so mm-hmm. that uh, to try to force us to buy the digital version as well as the DVD uh, and, and, and to essentially go through them. Um, but all of this goes into this topic because the, the way our laws are set up are, in, in, uh, especially in IP and in many areas, just very unjust. And, uh, and not at all, there's no, there's no level playing field. There's no, there's, there's nothing of that. And that does actually play into this. So, um, <laughs> to, to preface any comments further, very clearly, I'm going to say a lot of stuff that makes it, is going to make it sound like, I think that IP should just be a complete free for all and download all the games you want. Uh, at the <laughs> end, when we, when I, you know, when, when we come to a conclusion, like, you know my position is basically y'all's position too um okay. it's it's uh like uh i'm 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 at the end of the day i'm probably going to be willing to uh to download um like like a game like mother 3 or little samson that i cannot buy
2: elsewhere yeah where mm-hmm. uh where y'all may not be well, but, I mean, I own, on, like, I, I think historically it's come up in the podcast. I own a trans, a, like the, the translated cart of mother three. And I am incredibly like, I very much want to play it, but I'm conflicted yeah. there. And as yeah. long as like that conflict remains, like, that's why I stay away. Like, right. and and
1: that's, and that's a good approach. And that, I mean, that, that's, uh I, I think that this topic should fall uh, generally in the, in the area of conscious and Christian liberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like, if, uh, if, if, if you're like, you know, I was like, uh, I, I think mother three is an incredibly great game that made me cry and, uh, and hide in the corner uh, in the fetal position that, and so I quit. Uh, but, mm. um, but you know, if you're conflicted about it, I'd say, don't play it. And, um, uh but for 99.99% of games we're we're going to end up on on the same uh on the same place um mm-hmm. now that being said i mean if you if 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 you are if you are a a, a christian that believes that un, unless the government tells you to actually actively sin that you know then you are obligated to follow any law they pass Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then you know, the, your answer is really clear. Just figure out with an attorney what that law actually is because <laughs> there's, yeah, it's like, there's confusion on out. it. Yeah, the <laughs> and, law gets uh, a little
2: like, well, and that's like yeah. that's been the biggest problem around all of this is that a lot of it has been fairly not like hard to parse. I mean, that's yeah. like mm-hmm. that's why we're still talking about it because they're the, the lines aren't super clear, it's even they're like blurred, they're the blurred lines. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Jeez, um, Josh. Jeez, we we were trying to move past that one. Um, <laughs> Download that ROM. Gotta get that ROM. <laughs> um, oh my! <laughs> but but I think for me and like the 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 framing thing bit of this has been like there are a lot of like there are a lot of issues where I'm I'm a lot it's a lot easier for me to sort of press the issue on on these things like this the video games are primarily entertainment okay and i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not making the argument that they do or don't have artistic merit and as entertainment and its entertainment is good and i think it is necessary but it is also not of primary or even secondary importance Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, and this is just sort of a personal scaling. It's like probably falls in sort of like that tertiary camp where it's like, this is like, it's important and it's not a bad thing to have access to it. And when used properly, it's very helpful. But at the end of the day, this is not mission critical in a lot of ways. So it's like, if, if I don't play this video game, am I going to die? No, <laughs> like, you, you know, and if, if yeah. I do come into that situation, then I'm kind of like, oh, like I have another problem altogether. Like what you know, what kind of condition <laughs> am I in that where it's like, if I don't play a video game, I'm going to die. Like all sorts of other questions pop up there. But it right. it isn't to say that there isn't like, yeah, this is primarily a Christian. This is an issue of conscience and Christian liberty. I like I am one of those. I am the kind of guy who's like where the law is clear and it is not immoral, I'll obey it. But the law isn't clear here. It's kind of weird and murky and foggy. And I think it's actually that way intentionally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, can I, I, all right. I'd like to push back on that. Okay. <laughs> and it might ruffle some feathers. Mm. Cool.
0: I don't have any is feathers, your, but cool.
1: Does it your theme song come from a video game?
0: Yeah. It, it is the OC remix of a video game song yes okay are you playing are you paying
1: a license for that
0: no o c remix allows you to lo- to use anything so long as you um o- so o- long O-C-, as you- OC
1: remix does not have that right
0: does not have the right for for
1: for to give you permission to to play a copyrighted song they don't own that copyright
0: right but if you if you upload your music to o c remix then it is kind of a free for all so long as you attribute it
1: yeah, that's not the way that works.
2: It, well, does because it's not it, it remixes and don't they fall under sort of parody and fair use laws or coverage? Nope. Mm mm. Uh oh, we've hit it. Josh, that's it. Uh, and Listen. I'll tell you,
1: and I'll tell you this. So my I have a Final Fantasy remix album out, right? hmm I paid for those. I, I I paid licensing for all those songs.
2: Okay. Mm.
1: And it, it cost me a fortune to do it. But that's also why I can't give that album away for free. Like mm-hmm. every, every, one, every one of those, uh, those copies that go out, I basically have to pay $0.09 cents back to Uematsu per song uh, if, if somebody hmm. buys it or downloads it. So if I give it away for free, that, that's, there's 10 songs on there, and actually a couple of, uh, one of the songs uses more than one song. So that's like a buck I have to pay to Uematsu um, to do it. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, there, there's a huge industry of of people doing remixes and people look the other way. But, you know, from a strict interpretation
2: of the law, then no, that's not a legal song.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Josh, you've led me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's, I it's what you. OC Remix, the website says that yeah, so long so- as you attribute it, it's okay. But what, yeah, but it, you're it, saying that what they're saying is wrong. Well,
2: I mean, if they've paid
1: I it, have a feeling of what they say is that if you're uploading your song to this website, then you've cleared it with mm-hmm. everybody. Wink wink nudge nudge, you know. And and you're like, "Yes, yes, I've cleared it with everyone." And mm. that it's it's so and so they, you know, they they kind of have that that out of saying, well, I'm, I'm sorry, the the artist said they cleared it, but it mm-hmm. is it is just kind of a like everybody looks the other way type of a thing.
0: Interesting. Mm. No, the, the, and and, and I'm,
1: I'm and I'm not trying. I'm not. I I was trying to call you out, but I'm not trying to call you out. I I know for a fact that like uh, most people who do kind of take the approach of you know, if the, if, if there is a law that's, you know, following this law is not causing me to sin. I'm going to follow the law. No one actually lives that way.
2: No. Yeah. I I wasn't trying to say like, even sort of like a further addendum there is like, I would just sort of say like, in a lot of ways, like where, even where it isn't, the, the part of the problem is we have this, there are hundreds of laws on the books and at any given moment, you could be breaking one of them and not know about it, you know, in a way. And I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that we need to abandon all law or throw it all out or anything like that. But what I'm saying is like that there's, I mean, there's, there's laws on books in states that aren't enforced and haven't been enforced, but just for whatever reason, haven't been repealed or removed from the books just because they haven't. And I, you know, and again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a sort of like, you know, Eric Bryant is, you know, at some point in time, maybe we'll have him on and talk about some legal stuff because he's a lawyer and a judge or was a lawyer mm-hmm. and teaches law. And and so he probably has a far greater understanding. Also, I, I was thinking about this. There is a um, a YouTube channel uh, and a guy, guy's name is Richard Hogue. It's called virtual legality where he talks about a lot of like video game and legal sort of stuff. And so he's done a lot more and it's a, it tends to be a lot more current I don't know if he's hmm. done anything on emulation. Uh I probably should have checked on that before you know we started recording and but that might be an interesting one to just sort of like comb through his stuff. Yeah. Um
1: Well yeah, and and, and I would say it's like I mean, like my interest in this is not even it, it is uh well uh, you know, I'm I'm interested in what the law actually says, but uh, you know, my, my interest in this topic is what it actually should be um, and mm-hmm. what, what, what is, what would be the right approach. And, um, and this, and, and this was like, I mean, bringing up like remixes of music is like for nearly all of history, this was not a thing, mm-hmm. you know? That, like, I mean, if I were in a medieval tavern and, 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 uh, you know, and I, I'm i a musician, but I'm watching another musician and, and, and he's singing this, you know, pretty love ballad, I, I'm probably going to play that tomorrow night in my own version of it. And, and no one's taken me to court for copyright infringement, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you see, like, um, uh, especially like in medieval times, they, they didn't like, they really didn't like creating new stories. They like retelling old stories. Yeah. And so this is why you get 5,000 different versions of Arthur and you don't mm-hmm. get the French guy who created the character of Lancelot, you know, trying to pull him from other Arthur books. Cause it's like, no, that's my creation. That a lot of this stuff is, is very, very new. And that doesn't necessarily mean it, mean it's wrong. Um, but it is something to consider, and and so like there, there are certain things like um, uh, I I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but when you when you buy a a, a Lord of the Rings book, a lot of times it will say on there that the, that it's the uh, that it is the uh, authorized uh, a, a publisher of Tolkien. Uh, or something, some wording like that. The reason it says that is because some publisher stole Lord of the Rings in America and through a copyright loophole got to publish it without giving Tolkien any money. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, Ballantyne was trying to counter that by putting on, on the covers, like, no, we're the ones that are giving Tolkien money. Um, and, hmm. uh, and they ended up you know getting it all straightened out. But to this day, uh, I think uh, at least, as of several years ago, they were still putting that on the books, and so you know there's there's certain things that we can look at like that, and it's like that's that's definitely wrong. But is it then? But is it wrong for you know OC Remix to do these these soundtracks that get people excited about these old games and, and stuff? And that is where we're running into into more muddy waters. And to give you a really good example of this, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Jamie Costa
2: did a couple of Star Wars short films. On, oh, on the the, the Impressions Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh he and was so, pitching he was pitching, he wanted to do an Obi-Wan. He did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I The Obi-Wan is
1: re- was was pretty good. The better one was the Hans uh the Han Solo story. I think it's called Smuggler's Tale. He, he does the best Han Solo I've ever seen outside of Harrison Ford. Mm. It, he was so good in that role his impressions
2: are pretty actually just top shelf like he yeah he he actually has like a not a rubber face but like he like he (laughs) adopts like the mannerisms and like when he does like his jack nicholson his face just sort of like shifts and he actually kind of looks kind of like jack nicholson (laughs) like it's weird like you know or robin williams he does this like yeah he's got like it's just it is bizarre how he like sort of just like yeah mimics the like so
0: you're saying he should be thrown in jail
2: he's right? he's a walking For stealing like he's characters. just a plagiarist a giant plagiarist
1: <laughs> yes yes well and that, that was that was I'm my kidding. point like his two <laughs> oh, again, his sorry. two star wars short films are both really good and very much worth watching and they mm-hmm. are technically illegal you mm-hmm. know, uh, he did not get permission <laughs> to do these. You have another fan film. This one is by Star Wars Theory, who's just this, he does Star Wars videos every single day of the week all the time. He is a massive Star Wars fan. Um, he was uh, just mocked publicly by an executive at Star Wars uh, for crying at the at the last episode of Mandalorian. I think I cried three times in that episode, but um, I kept re-watching it. and kept re-crying, uh, but uh, <laughs> re-crying. That's, not, that's neither here nor there.
2: He it was actually like, got it was it. so It was so powerful. I was like, I needed to cry again.
1: Yes. I think that
0: was the title of a Metal Gear Solid game, re-crying.
2: Re-crying.
1: <laughs> At some point. <laughs> I just kept re-watching that episode, and every time I hit the end,
0: no spoilers.
1: But if you haven't seen that, goodness, you need
0: to watch it. Um, but I got about halfway through and I didn't finish it. What is the, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you?
2: <laughs> you know what though? I, I I appreciate these bits. Like give them, give
1: them to me. The, now uh, I'm derailing yes. my own
0: podcast too.
1: <laughs> he uh he went to Lucasfilm to get permission. To do a fan film. And they gave him permission, but he could not raise money for it. He couldn't charge for it. He couldn't monetize the video. He could not crowdfund it. He had to pay for it out of pocket. And he made mm. it, and it is really good. And they copyright claimed it. Uh, uh, now they cleared it up uh, very soon thereafter. But it was just, I mean, just the most disrespectful thing uh, at the end of it. But it was, he did it properly. He did it legally. And he's not allowed to get paid for it. Then finally, but the last example I give, I'll give, is The Last Jedi, filmed by Ryan Johnson, who intentionally tried to destroy the Star Wars mythos intentionally made a mockery of the great hero of the series, Luke Skywalker uh, intentionally tried to deconstruct everything to tear down uh, all the characters that we loved. It's an objectively terrible film. Even if it wasn't star Wars, it's just a boring, bad film, but he made money on it and it's the legal one. Why? Because Disney has money. That's why his is the legal one. But I don't think that's the morally right one. I think actually that
2: is, was morally wrong for him to make that movie. Well, I mean, I think though that goes to the issue of like, you know, Disney is the, the the, they hold the rights to that property now. And I mean, we can say as fans, like, yeah, I mean, outside of like uh what was the uh episode seven uh the title there not the the force awakens the force awakens which was fine but it was basically a a, a, a retelling of a new hope or whatever I don't know I think what I think you know what I would say is like what I find to be morally abhorrent about that situation is just disney's um which isn't a surprise to anybody, but like who, who has eyeballs and half a brain is that Disney's just like flat out, like pandering cash grab where it's like, the the only reason that that store, those stories were told the way they were told is because like, I, I have to wonder if they focus group those movies to death. Like we've, we've talked about it even with like sort of like the ready player two stuff where it's like, they have like these, the sensitivity readers and you can just see where they're like, they're coming in and just like entire chunks of the book are being rewritten or, you know, and again, ready player two is like not was probably nothing great to begin with. But once you start like sort of like injecting like the super woke stuff and like, you're just sort of pandering and it's just the, the book is like, it's fan service, the book, you know, or fan service, the movie But it's not fan service to the actual people who like that product. It's fan service to the people like there. I'm like, yeah, like that's that's like, it's not like, it's like, hey, if you want to ruin this property by sort of injecting all this crap that has absolutely nothing to do with it, which I think you can even make an argument that like Lucas in the original trilogy had no problems with like a strong heroine. Like, right, Leia was a strong female lead. Whereas, and it is like, there's there's things to say about Ray and her character and the development and everything that sort of went on there, but lack thereof, or lack thereof, yeah. <laughs> but I I think like what's morally abhorrent there is that, I guess I would just say like yeah, just they they own the rights and if they want to like crap on their own property, <laughs> well then then by all means they can and like you know it's it's unfortunate for the fans, but it's just like. I mean, that's, that's, that's sort of the dark side of like property rights stuff where it's like, you know, but that, yeah, pun, but that's punch unintended dark right. side of, but, yeah.
1: but that, but that's that, and that is the question that, you know, uh, you know, a lot has got a lot of people debating what intellectual property should be because mm-hmm. Disney, you say, I mean, Disney has the right to crap on their own property. That's true, but. I'm questioning whether they have the right to have the property to begin with. Well, and that's and, yeah, and uh, and that's and that's where like just because I have enough money to buy a piece of paper and one that's closer to home for me because I'm a massive Tolkien fan is with all the news that's coming out of the net, uh, the, the, the Amazon, Amazon stuff, series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are going super woke uh, with it. They are stripping the Christian influence out of it, the Christian worldview out of it, uh, and and basically making it into Game of Thrones, which is which is the anti-Lord of the Rings. hmm <laughs> And 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 it's like, and if Christopher Tolkien, who is the best son in the world ever, um in uh, the, you know, the I mean for decades was the historian of Middle Earth, just taking care of his father's writings, um, if Christopher Tolkien were alive, this wouldn't happen. But you know, somebody at the Tolkien estate, you know, like liked money more than the property, yeah, and okay. they're, and because Amazon has money, does that give them the right to take what is what is a one of the great classic Christian novels, mm-hmm. and to uh, and to make it nihilism? Uh, and I don't think it does, and I and I don't have, uh, I don't have the answers to all of this. I I think that uh, I, I think that Christians really should be, um, uh, you know, doing some, uh, uh, doing a lot more research, a lot more thinking through uh, what what IP should be to to give society some guidance in this area. But the system, you know, the system that we have is uh
2: it, it's not a more it's not a moral system in fact it it's it's quite immoral well and part of I and mean, it's sort of like circling back around like part of the problem has been like I don't think any like the three of us sitting here, none of us would actually object to paying creators for their for access to their content Yes, I mean all three mm-hmm. of us I think are very much like, yeah, like if you give me you know um if you give me legal means to sort of access your content. Like, I'm going to give you money for it. Like, but part of the problem, especially when it comes to video games, is that like a lot of times this IP, the, the rights to this IP are held by corporations and and like Square Enix is like a great one for just like... <laughs> They'll trot out there. They're like, we're, we're going to basically actually make Chrono Trigger worse and we're going to resell it to you (laughs) on multiple platforms. Right. Uh, Yeah. Or it's like, but, but now we're going to, we're also going to like hit you for another 30, 40, 50 bucks or whatever it is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and because I'm a sucker and because I, I keep hoping that they'll actually remake the games that I want them to remake instead of like the garbage, like seven, like I just throw money at them. Or at least I used to, but, um, but it it is, it is sort of like, there's, there, there are stuff, there is stuff like little Samson, the, the, it's in IP limbo, you know, skies of Arcadia, Arcadia, IP limbo. Like, I think like the the question here, yeah, I think we, we do need to do a better job of like helping creators get paid for their money. And like, the thing is like, especially now with like the development teams, that like these, some of these studios are employing, there's hundreds of people who are like directly involved in this. And so like, how does that break down? Well, that stuff's a little more difficult, but yep. it doesn't necessarily like, I I do think we have an obligation to make sure that people are again, fairly compensated for their labor And yeah. and like these things like, and that's, that's like as an artist, like, you know, as somebody who does like, who draws things, and likes to like turn that into other things or just likes to draw things. Like if somebody wanted to pay me for my work, you know, I would glad, like it's, that's a very, that's like a one-to-one sort of exchange. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I draw the thing, you take the thing. But I guess I'm coming at it and saying the big takeaway, here, we do need to be more mindful and thoughtful when it comes to sort of intellectual property and instead of, and it's, a, it's just a reiteration of sort of even how we started this off was just like the idea was like, well, I want it. I want to play it. I don't have access to it. I don't have money, blah, 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 blah. Like, so I'm just going to like download. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of like, that should be, that's like low hanging fruit. And that should be like an easy pass. 90, 99% of the time. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so so all all of that like I, I warn people up front is like i'm gonna say a bunch of stuff that makes it sound like you know i'm total anarchist uh uh you know when, when it comes to this stuff and i'm not um you know that uh, i am not saying by saying that ip is broken that uh everybody should um you know run out and uh, download roms i'm just saying in general we need to do a better job uh on this topic and yeah. um and so and, and so many t- and so many times it's like uh it, it, keeping the um uh keeping the actual creators in mind uh is is a good one you know i like i i understand you know like creative work you know for a salary or something and mm-hmm. and giving away and giving away the rights but i, I yeah i'm just i am also not convinced that you know uh, three corporations down you know some bozo uh is holding holding the rights to you know, some property and, uh, and, you know, I I now owe him, owe him money when he had nothing to do (laughs) do with the game Mm -hmm. or anything is,
0: is kind of silly. You you mentioned earlier about how it is kind of like a, it's, it's a new thing. Historically, it's a new thing to be able to, to capture the, in the, in the realm of music, you know, you, you talked about how it's new. Even the fact that we can record music.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and that's in- and that's a different thing, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I constantly, I will make fun of Don Henley until my mm-hmm. dying day. But it is uh, it, like, so he was testifying to the Senate or Congress. I, what, I, I don't, what, it doesn't matter. But he was complaining about like uh, like YouTube and stuff that he wasn't getting paid uh uh mm-hmm. enough for you know the song that he recorded over three days in nineteen seventy two that you know he's been coasting on for his entire life and now mm-hmm. he's not getting you know his checks in and I was like, oh I, you know, great, I'm sorry, poor you um <laughs> uh, and i will you know i i'll I will make fun of that forever um but uh but that is a different thing, you know that um I do think it's a different category, like covering a song. We're retelling a story versus mm-hmm. taking somebody's recording. Yeah. Uh, or taking somebody's text. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that is more like, that is more like the video game. You know, well, it's like, right. I'm not creating, I'm not creating a, uh, a, a Super Mario Brothers video game. I'm mm-hmm. taking Super Mario Brothers. And so I, I do, um, that uh, that that is a, that is an, uh, in, a, in a different category.
2: Well, I think too mm-hmm. part of, part of the heart of some of the debate here, or you know, not debate among us, but but just like one of the things is like we have to sort of acknowledge that you know even with any within any sort of artistic endeavor, you're borrowing or straight up stealing from people who have come before you. Like we want to sort of act like these things crop up in a vacuum that they're totally original ideas and it's like maybe they're original in some way shape or form but it's like with the but there's only like 10 true stories and everything else is just sort of like you know playing with those formulas or whatever mm-hmm. and i think like a lot of the times you know there is this question like you know how much of it is just sort of like playing with the forms and retelling the same stories and or even just like Looking at something and saying like, "I really like what this does," but what if we sort of twisted it here or played with it here and changed it, and it becomes something totally different?
1: Oh, no, I, I'll, I'll say like, if you if you listen to Dyson and Dreary and and wonder where, uh, you know where where kind of I'm getting my influence making the music for Dyson Dreary, listen to Chrono Trigger, uh, like this <laughs> this last episode, like I lifted I lifted ideas straight from the uh the castle of magus level mm. uh and which is brilliant music and and i wanted to kind of do that same same kind of thing and so i was like okay what is he doing here what you know how uh, how is he pulling this off and um uh, if you listen to the two side by side you're like oh yeah yeah paul totally stole from him on that <laughs> uh, but um but yeah you're you're right it's like i mean you know uh those, those influence do, do come and uh, come heavy into play, um, mm-hmm. uh, on those things. Um, so yeah, just, uh, yeah, you convinced me, just steal until your heart's content
2: is. Well, <laughs> it, it, but it, it is one of those things where it's just, it, there is so much sort of nuance here where I just think there is a way to sort of get very self, you know, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt or cut you off Josh, but I'm saying, there is a way to get very self-righteous and I think like where it's like, you know, the, this sort of like my art is sacred kind of thing. And like everybody, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, maybe your art isn't worth the two bucks, you know, that, you know, but I, I don't know there's, there's cause, because I've also gone after like people who sort of want to embrace a socialist model as like saying like, this will allow me to create the thing that I want and be paid for it. And I'm saying, well, why don't you make a thing that more than just you wants, um, you, you know, whereas uh, mm-hmm. and, and as somebody who sort of does tend to be a little, a little more creative, I'm like, no, well, you should be primarily making a thing that you want, but hopefully mm-hmm. if it's a good thing, it'll have a little bit broader appeal than just yeah. like, mm-hmm. I like this thing. I'm going to make this. And if you're the only one who likes it, then you can't like sort of like look at the world and sort of hold them ransom, you know, Yeah, there yeah. is that as well.
0: So. Yeah. I'd say the only other thing I wanted to mention that that continues to muddy the waters and and like Paul had mentioned earlier, I don't have an answer for this. But I think another thing that makes this so difficult is we're talking about you know, creators and supporting the Creator. But what today is what does that creator consist of when we have this entire um development team where we have we we have these, you know these personalities behind games, okay? Like you think of you think of Metal Gear Solid, and you think of um, Hideo Kojima. Uh, Hideo Kojima, but he's got a team. You know there are dozens of people who make this, and then he has to have a publisher as well. And so, like everyone of those, like will we not say that everyone involved would should probably get a piece of the pie? Right? Should probably get some. Should be supported in in what they made when you purchase that game. So the, at what point does that move? I, I guess what I'm saying is is the muddies get the the muddies. Wow, the water continues to get muddied when you think in terms of everyone that had to support this thing in order to put it out to the market for us to purchase. And so at what point, you know, the, Paul, you were talking about it, three companies down. It's not it's no longer supporting the creators. Well, at what point does it no longer support the creators? Because yeah. honestly like even I buy a lot of used games, does that really support <laughs> yeah the, yeah the creators well <laughs> well yeah it,
1: it, yeah there's uh my my uh you know one of my favorite kind of contradictions in the whole in the whole uh i p world is you know if I started a website with uh, if, if I bought the audiobooks but then I just let you download them for free, they'd come and arrest me, but we i, I think. I know at least two of us do that with the library and Mm -hmm. uh, they've written themselves a little exemption from that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, but, but yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and and that's, uh, and that's tough. And I, and that's kind of where the uh, (laughs) IP thrust has been coming from is because now, now that the creators are creating on behalf of a corporation Mm -hmm. And the corporation now has money to push Congress. They've been they've been you know pushing to protect, uh, you know, uh, you know, trademarks, copyrights, and, and all this in ways that that we haven't before. And so yeah, that makes it a lot more complicated. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you one story though. I um because of my because of my YouTube channel. And I uh, started listening to uh, the the music of Tim, uh, Tim Fallon. Mm-hmm. Have you all heard these?
2: I, I mean, yeah, I listened to your, you did oh, an okay. episode on him or whatever.
1: Yeah, okay. So uh, um, uh, if uh, anybody who's listening who doesn't know him, just like pull up the theme song from Solstice and just marvel at how much work this guy put into... Uh, into music for a just not very great game, <laughs> dude. That's the one. <laughs> you know? where it's like almost like a prog rock
2: ballad kind of it's thing. It's total yeah. prog
1: rock. Yeah. It's it and it's on NES. And how he did that was was absolutely amazing. Well, I recently found out that he like he he just put out a new game that he wrote, directed, edited, programmed oh, wow. everything. is called uh, At Dead of Night, and it kind of hit uh, Twitch uh, pretty hard because it's super creepy. And, um, I, uh, I, I accidentally clicked off of it and I just remembered about it now, but like, I, I watched the game and I have no interest in playing it cause it terrifies me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I, I've been watching uh, resident evil village cause I'm interested in it, but I don't mm-hmm. actually want to play it. But well, I, I was on that. I was going to buy it.
2: Resident evil eight mm-hmm. is like, is more of a true to form resident evil game versus seven, which was scary. Just like straight horror. Like there's a Mm. lot more camp and and a good mix of action to eight. Nice. That's that's
0: what people have been saying. It'll make a grown man yell. Uh,
2: Yeah, I
1: I watched the whole first area with the vampires, and uh, it's there's a lot there's some there's some good action. There's a lot of it's it's creepy though. It's uh, yeah, I I don't want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) But but I I was I was actually gonna buy at at Dead of Night Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: because it's like look, I mean, you know. You're not making any money off these, uh, off these soundtracks that were owned owned by your uh, your your tiny corporation in England back in the day, <laughs> who has been sold now for fifty times and is probably being owned by EA or you know some terrible company like that now. Um, and so you're not getting any money off of this, but I would love
2: to give you just support you for the entertainment you have given me. Well, and I, yeah. I think that's that's great. That's like. I, I was even sort of thinking along similar lines. Like, I think sometimes it's like, yeah, well, maybe you can't directly support. Like, you know, I I think about like Mother 3, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, there's no way for me to like pay money directly for that game in any sort of legal capacity. But I can, mm-hmm. you know... Like support his projects going forward, or you know what I'm saying. Like, or I could support like mm-hmm. little, like there are sort of like, especially with like the Kickstarter sort of GoFundMe type stuff. There's a lot of ways that like you can actually even some like the, I've seen some like some studios open up Patreons and things like that. Like there is a way for you to be more actively involved in create like in supporting the 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 some of these creators. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like uh, the EGA Castlevania guy.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He just, he goes by EGA. Yeah. Um,
2: but so but it's like with, and, and, and again, there, it's not to say Bloodstain was a bit of a problematic, you know, I know you love that word, Paul. Um, but like that was a, <laughs> that was a bit of like a troubled had a bit of a troubled dev cycle. But it, I mean, it started Pro- out problematic. Problematic is the word that
1: lefties use when things are not actually a problem, but they wanted to seem like But it See, is. I don't
2: <laughs> use that that way. Well, quit using the wrong word, and use problem. <laughs> or how about we just take, you know, how about we just take the actual meaning back? <laughs> you know?
1: I don't know that was, did that word exist uh, before
0: I'm chippies? Sure, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Koji Igarashi is yeah. his name by the it, way. It
2: had a, a pretty tr- troubled dev cycle, but it's like there's right. but there there are ways like the guys who did uh not second Indie Create. Sui, Suika. that you're thinking of Um okay, just did that I they're doing the Ayuden Chronicles. Um mm-hmm. and that's the, I think that's one of the reasons that I, like I actually really enjoy like the indie scene because there is a much more like one to one sort of like Yeah like you can interact with these creators on a much more but and again but there's no like i i still like the the big triple a blockbusters and stuff like that like i'm i'm sure that in a lot of ways the like like we were talking about Final Fantasy 12 Right, and there was a few years ago there was a remaster, which it's basically the Zodiac version with some slightly better frame rates and stuff like that for the PS4 and current gen and last gen console stuff. Right, I'm fairly certain that the the people who worked on that and the creatives and every like most of them aren't seeing any of that money. That's all Square Enix money. Like that, that pretty much goes straight into Square Enix coffers. Um yeah. Like, and that, that, that that creative team. And again, that's, that's sort of the issue. It's like, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that there's an easy thing. I think like, you know, this idea though, that we just need to be mindful about this and that if there's a creator out there that you like and you enjoy their stuff, like we need to be looking for ways to, to directly support them when possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So patreon.com slash what is it?
0: Oh, oh, (laughs) The backlog Try, breakdown. Trying to connect <laughs> <laughs> is how you can support wow. us, yep. creators. And, and, th- <laughs> and we- this,
1: this is absolutely a good time for this because it's like mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, a a lot of us on the indie side have more control over stuff than we ever have before. Mm-hmm. And you could get my music, and most all of the money is going to come to me. And, um, y'all, y- you know, uh, you can, you can jump on Patreon and, um, support, support this podcast directly and then come hang out with us in the, the Discord, um, the discord and, uh, we have the, the, the fun secret channel where we talk about everybody else in the, yes. in the main channel and they don't know. We have, we have, we don't have
2: derogatory nicknames for everybody who isn't in the, we do. the, the, yes. the like, and we just, uh, you know, it's, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: in, in the effort to move forward, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So uh, because because IP in general is such a messed up topic, and uh, and because I don't, I'm not one who thinks that people are obligated to follow an unjust law. I I'm not. I I can't sit here and and, and say you know uh, yeah, downloading a ROM is 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 sinful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in like the uh, in the straw man case that we've brought up a couple of times of is like, no, I just want a ton of games and not pay for them. Probably is. It probably is mm-hmm. there. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of times when, uh, when it, it might come down to uh, just a, a point of, of, of wisdom. And that, that goes for a lot of laws that are, are not, uh, uh, that might not be just, you know, there, there actually is a like moral way to set uh, speed limits. There's not like a, it's not a guessing game. There they're, there is a way to set speed limits. And, you know, you know, sometimes you go through that town, the speed limit's clearly too low and they're just trying to get money for you, but you use wisdom. You don't break that law because you <laughs> see that cop.
2: <laughs> and even oh. when you don't see that cop, he sees you. Right.
1: Yes. <laughs> we all know about those towns, right. Uh, where, where, where it's probably wise just to follow the stupid speed limit, even though they set it too low. Um, but um, I I actually started just I put down a couple of, of of reasons why I think it might be a you know a decent idea to to download a ROM and I actually came up with a lot more than I thought I would so I was going to oh. share some of those with you okay okay uh so uh what I've brought up before in in Discord was like my old podcast the the Retro Zoo was specifically on uh on retro game uh you know on on retro gaming mm-hmm. and uh I could not have done that show without without uh, emulators, like uh, when Steve Ditko died, I, I wanted to do a tribute uh, to him and uh, to do a Spider-Man game. But those are, you know, in license hell, and they will never be really the the NES Spider-Man games will never be re released. And mm-hmm. um, mostly because and so, they're you know, pretty awful. <laughs> oh, they're, no, no, they're, they're terrible. Uh, but but I played one, I, you know, I played one to review it as tribute to him, and so yeah, you know, I never went back to it because it's terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but. But stuff like that. Now yeah, my podcast has changed, and I'm and I'm not leaning on those on those ROMs anymore. But as like a, a retro gaming reviewer, I really needed them. Um, as a streamer, I will I will sometimes stream a ROM for a game I own mm-hmm. because the the image is clearer. Speedrunners uh, have to have ROMs because they need the uh, uh, they need the save state. In order to practice and so most of these most of these people actually play their their uh, their pb attempts on original hardware a lot of them not not ever all of them but a lot of them do but they'll they'll switch over to roms to to uh to practice mm-hmm. um i downloaded a rom very recently of sim tower i bought that game full price when it came out and it has never been re-released, and my mm. I have the CD-ROM over there, but to get it working on my modern computer would take <laughs> five thousand years, and uh, and the the ROM did not, um, and so uh, uh doing that, um, one that uh, one, one that is might be a little um, uh, a little more in a gray area, a gray area, but the w- one that I do is I is owning a copy on. You know, the kind of the same copy on a different on a different system that is just not accessible for for whatever reason. I was like, uh, I'm playing Final Fantasy II right now, and I bought a legal copy on my old Android phone that uh, I cannot get. And and I was like, yeah. I, I really don't want to play on the phone anyways. And so I got mm-hmm. uh, uh I got an AliExpress uh, GBA cart of it. <laughs> um that uh for uh yeah, so playing it on g b a but it, it is it is a game that I've bought uh, uh previously, yeah youtubers to get uh, it, uh kind of falling into game reviews uh to get better looking footage mm-hmm. uh and the the one that we've mentioned before is uh is historians uh to do it the last one that i that I thought of was I was watching. Uh, I was watching somebody play the old Pool of Radiance game on uh, on YouTube, and I was like, "Man, this game looks really fun." And I like Dungeons and Dragons a lot, and I have an EverDrive for my uh, for my Nintendo. And so I put it on the EverDrive and uh, and played it a little bit to try it out. Same day, I went to go buy it at GOG, and I paid I paid for it at that time. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have done it if I didn't get that like chance to. Uh, to fiddle around with it a, a little bit, And I played yeah. it for like an hour and uh, and and then and then purchased it. Um, where uh, where I'm I'm going to land and and it might and it might be different. Uh, it might be different from y'all. Is our, our games like uh, like like Mother Three um, mm-hmm. uh, or um, uh, Little Samson? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I start, I started playing Little Samson at, to to review it and uh i just absolutely fell in love with that game and it's such it's just such a a, a fun, fun little game and if there was a way to buy it i would buy it in a second <laughs> if uh if,
0: 800 right the, the cart is ridiculous <laughs>
1: um but you know it's like if 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 people can get get their crap together and and offered on sale at a, th- at, you know, on a place where I can actually buy it, I, w- I would, yeah. I would, I would snatch it up and I would tell all of you to buy it too. But, you know, uh, un- until they do, um, I, I, you know, I, I haven't actually gotten to the end of it. I'd really like to just finish it. Um, even though I didn't do a review of it, I probably will, but, uh, I didn't at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, that one, uh, that one I'm going to, I'm going to come back to, but, um, Surprisingly, even though i've been to like the defend the 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 rom guy i I haven't played that many of them, and i don't have that many uh, mm-hmm. except for games that I, I I actually uh actually have purchased or um in, in the past
2: yeah, and I think yeah. that's that's one of the issues is like you, you know too and even there some of some of like the, the the caveats that you offer up is like dude like even with like pull radiance, you turned around and bought a legal version sort of giving you rights to legal access. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, I I think like, like, and again, there's a bit of a straw man there. And I'm saying like, listen, like if you can, and again, support the Gog probably doesn't like Gog probably doesn't pay. Well, they might actually sort of turn. (laughs) Oh, and and pool of radiance was so
1: cheap. I don't know that anybody got any money off that. <laughs> I, I think I paid a buck thirty for it. It yeah. was not a hard buy.
2: Gog was like, Gog was like, well, that uh, basically uh, covers the cost for storing it on our servers. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. I I do think that the because that's that's sort of where I personally land is whether or not the game is available for purchase somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because that tells me that there is the, you know, whatever rights holder it is. I don't have to do the 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 work to see who the rights holder is. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's being sold on some sort of storefront, and and that's kind of even a check for me too. Is like, do I want this just so I can have a free game? You know, like, right. it, am I in the wrong for doing this? So like, do just checking that first. So like, you know, we um, I didn't talk about some of the games that I've picked up. But one of the games that I bought when it went on sale on Switch a couple of weeks ago was the uh Kunio Kun and um you know, the River and, City Ransom, uh, Double but, Dragon collection. Yeah. yeah I, and that you know, that has a ton of unreleased I, or I swear
1: y'all just buy modern systems to play old
0: games on. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> Uh, I had a conversation, <laughs> with, it's probably been a good like six months ago, um, but a buddy of mine came over and he's like, oh, you have a Switch, cool, uh, what do you, and and this guy's not much of a gamer, we played some, you know, like Call of Duty zombies, like back in the day, and that's pretty much um so so he doesn't he doesn't play very many games he didn't even know i had the switch and uh and he was like what like what games do you what do you have on there and i pulled it up and just took a look at my recent games and they were all if not actual like old games they were throwback titles to where they had like the 8 and 16 bit graphics and i just felt like uh, and uh, Pokemon uh, um uh right. know, like I don't I don't have any of the games that you like to play, <laughs> <I> play <laughs> old games um so yeah that's that's definitely part of it but even that collection has a bunch of games that have never been released here in America and so like that's re- even if I don't get around to playing all of them you know it's that, <laughs> not a big deal to me like the fact that they're that they're released is super cool and that I can get a copy of it and it it just um I would much rather do that and show that there is like a market for these types of games as well, even though I got it on sale, um, than go and just download those ROMs because it would be super easy to do that, you know? So I, I to me, that that's where I land. That's kind of my rule of thumb is like check to see if you can at least purchase it first before then thinking through whether or not you should download the specific ROM. Mm -hmm. I I think too, like for me, it it
2: becomes an issue of like, listen, I have a backlog of well, yeah. (laughs) I I have a considerable backlog. And Mm -hmm. there there are many times where like for me it's like it's it's a non-issue because I'm like, I don't need to add anything to my pile. Right. (laughs) Yes. Like Mm -hmm. and it's and it's kind of like so it is. It is a bit of a non-issue, but we did have um, just to sort of briefly touch on. We did have two questions from uh, patrons. Yes. Uh So the the turkey. Um, he, he just he wanted to ask a question, oh oh yeah, your favorite guest? My most anticipated guest <laughs> most anticipated. <laughs> um, like word choice is important. Now watch, I'll go back and i'll 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 re-listen to the episode, and I probably did use the word favorite and, uh, <laughs> but like I'm, I'm willing to sort of like throw myself under the bus there. Um, but the, the Jeremy asks, uh, do you think it's morally okay to play roMs of games that are not available for purchase?" we've already sort of like talked on this one, but he said, asking for a friend that eventually would like to play Ninja baseball, Batman. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm just saying baseball, Batman is didn't, didn't Ken play or rave played that. Yes. And he actually really liked it.
1: Yeah. It's uh, a crazy
2: game. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's like, this is an issue where I think we would all just sort of say like, uh, you, you know, what does your conscience tell you?
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Look, I mean, if you're if 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 your conscious is feeling bad about it, that's your answer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think we all agree there. I, I, you know, if um, I actually I think I gave you the link to where to get that Mother Three cart because I got it, and,
2: uh, <laughs> I, and, and I, I, it it was I, an I don't feel ex- I don't
1: feel at all bad about it. It was about, an uh, and
2: I didn't either. Mm-hmm. But like now, I said like it's just kind of yeah. one of those things where the more I thought about it. Like, and I think like for me, what could be the eventual tipping point is that if I was ever given the option to buy this game, like a, a, an English translate, like a Nintendo endorsed or whatever, I would, at Mm -hmm. at the drop of a hat, I'd be like, yeah, take my money. Like, I'll, I'll pay you for this. Oh, I, if, if
1: yeah, I finish happen, this, man. if I finish this version of the game and then they release it on something I actually own, still buy it. Uh, I'm still buying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if a toy starts a Patreon and I can give him money, I would give him money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just cause mm-hmm. like, even, even like the, uh, even the, uh, however much, uh, Earthbound was when it first came out, cause I bought it new from, from Walmart, uh, by my house, uh, However much money I paid for that, that that's earned. it's keep you know fifty times over. Mm-hmm. I would I would happily just give him more money just for uh, just for the uh, the experience of that game alone. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I I I would I would go back uh, I would go back to Mother Three in a Heartbeat if uh, if if it wouldn't make me cry.
0: Oh I I just have to add another like shade here is is um and uh, anyways uh, sorry. Um it is specifically don't, with an Indian baseball me Batman. For,
1: don't mock me for crying.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no 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 no, not at all, not at all. Not talking about Mother's Three. Uh Mother's Three is never gonna come over to America because of our current cultural climate and it's got Oh the uh trans weirdos in it. Uh, so it's never gonna come to America. Yeah, I forgot about uh, but, that. Yeah. Uh the other thing is the um, uh, or cross-dressers that's what but they're it. not even like um, they're not even human that's, that's the thing it's like yeah it doesn't matter not with the current cultural climate. Yeah, Nintendo does not want to wade into no. those waters they, they've never wanted to uh, <laughs> but the game that we're talking about here with Trash Turkey though Ninja Baseball Batman was originally a coin-op and it's never been sold anywhere else. So yes, I completely agree with you, don't want to go against conscience. That's the first layer that's o- always kind of the first, first place you go to. Um, but I would I-, I think things like like, um, like old coin-ops, that's an easier decision for me of like, yeah, go for it just because, again, there's no way to access that. Like it was never a public it was never sold to the public anyway so like where else? and and that's that's part of what he's asking too is like it's literally like you can't there's no other way to play this game right um personally i have no issue with it yeah yeah and that game yeah it's worth playing
1: oh goodness yeah it's bonkers <laughs> it's crazy it's a, yeah. it's an insane hilarious game
0: <laughs> mhm yeah
1: well, so, while while you're doing that, even like mm-hmm. even retro warriors went on and on about those characters in Mother Three, like for hmm. a long time.
0: I skipped that episode. It,
1: it was, yeah. I, still I was want to spoil it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I after I cried, I like I I put the I put the game aside for a week and I wasn't feeling any better. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, okay, I need to read forward in the plot to to see mm-hmm. if may, maybe 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 things just really pick up and i read the whole plot and they don't
0: <laughs> and you recried
1: i i cried again and i was like <laughs> i can't play this game and so uh that, now that uh now that uh I, you know i'm in a little bit a different situation i think i might be able to pick it up again but mm. i haven't tried again
2: so mm. um west go ahead Wes's question um Is he had a a sort of an like a question in regards to just games preservation, and it's Mm -hmm. he said like pretty much like how far do we go with preservation? Do we preserve as many games as we can, even the terrible ones, Uh, and for what purpose would we even want to save the terrible ones? And if not, how do we decide what is worth preserving? And I'm gonna say like I mean, I don't think everything's worth preserving but Mm -hmm. I have no idea on how to establish like a metric because there's a lot of stuff that I don't really care for, but I know is historically important. But there's also a lot of stuff that I would want to see, like get sort of thrown on that list that probably could just be just as easily forgotten. Like, I think like, you know, not to, but it's like in a thousand years, a lot of this stuff just isn't going to matter. Like, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm kind of going to be that guy. It's like even like the games like my beloved Shadow, Sh- jeez, I was just like Shadow of the Colossus. Wow, it is getting late <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> Woof, Nate's brain go. Pfft. Um, but Shadow is probably, you know, in a thousand years that game's not going to matter. Like if if we're all even, you know, if humanity's even still, you know, if the Lord hasn't come back by that point in time. But I'm I'm just sort of saying like. I think too, like some of, some of the, the games, and, and this is probably just a separate topic that maybe we should we could or should tackle at a different point in time. Mm-hmm. But even some of the games preservation argument stuff, like it, the, the smack of like the whole sacred art kind of nonsense where it's like, we need to say this because it's important. And it's like, it's important in, in a cultural touchstone sort of way, but that anything more or less than that is kind of like nonsensical. I mean I I don't I don't know if there's like a pat answer to any of those que- that that any of the questions that West posed but what do you guys think I don't
1: think it's any generation's job to figure out what of their generation is worth preserving mm, I think it's the okay. next generation's job and like I mean you look back at like the music charts from uh, you know like you know you you, you think back to like the uh, the fifties and the sixties, and you know, it's like man, they had Frank Sinatra and the and Buddy Holly, and the Beatles came in, and you know, all these great blues guys. And you look at the, you look at the the charts, and the charts are filled with songs we've never heard of, and they sold crap tons of albums, and and if you find them today, they're garbage, garbage songs. <laughs> We're not like, yeah, okay, and like, look, I didn't play this game, I watched a lot of it. I saw the story, but like the game that won more awards than any game it like ever I'm exaggerating, but like the most awarded game of all time is last of us too. Yeah. And we know why it was awarded all those. And it wasn't because of the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, you know, it, it's like, that is what our generation would choose to preserve. Um, and, that that's when we're so close to when things come out um it's it's really hard for uh the whole issue of recency
2: bias man
1: right yeah oh well and like what books would they would would people pick yeah stupid stupid twilight and ready player one yeah (laughs) you know and so it's not it's not for us to decide it's it's you know you know i kind of think of like uh like uh if if you like if you like take the bands you like and then find out what they the music influences they had uh, a lot of times they'll have just like some really obscure uh you know obscure bands like that sparks. Uh, like sparks right <laughs> uh but like uh and they this was not in a particularly obscure band but i had not listened to them um but it was because uh the band television influenced a bunch of bands i liked and going back and listening to Television's Marquee Moon album, you're like, "Holy mm. crap! The '80s started in 1976." <laughs> this this is so far ahead of its time, and it influenced the '80s. Uh, but at the time, everybody, you know, like pe- like other bands were writing songs about what jerks the people in Television were.
0: Like there, there's songs about that. How um, they killed all the radio stars. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry.
1: Anyways, lo- that was a long way around. Well, that was saying, video. Uh, it's
0: more uh, <laughs> than yeah.
2: really television.
0: We're not the joke one- Nate, don't take it so literal.
1: <laughs> we're not the ones that are going to be able to to decide that and and the next generation uh which is going to be mostly made up of of uh of Christians because the lefties aren't having any kids at all. Um are going to look back and is like, oh wow, some of these games are just like really pandering and terrible, and they won all these awards. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can look at the gosh the the Academy Awards. I mean, how often are they just like, wow, this y'all are dead wrong on everything in life, mm-hmm. especially the latest ones. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, uh, it roundabout way, old video games are super easy to preserve. Like I mean, you know, I I know like the game preservation places want to save like the the physical stuff too. Frank but the Cifoldi's actual games are
2: movement, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah, they they save a lot of crap, and uh, it, it we all understand you know, it. But but actually preserving a video game is is super easy to do. It takes no physical room, and uh, and just like a blip on a hard drive. And so why not let the future sift it out and and maybe none of it survives and maybe uh maybe little samson turns out to be the 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 golden hit that everybody remembers and it's like if you remember the days of the old
0: nintendo entertainment system oh yeah little samson <laughs> that'll be it <laughs> hmm. yeah it, it, i think there's definitely a big conversation uh to be had cuz even the even like getting a historical perspective to inform the the future and and like even with the mistakes like okay what what was pandering can Mm -hmm. help to prevent that in the future too uh there there's just a lot that goes into to preservation that i personally don't care much for (laughs) i'm much more on the like oh yeah okay uh it's that is not because i've heard some stuff from the video game history foundation in particular that i'm interested in like oh that's like it is an interesting topic to think about that i'm just like i would hate to have any of their jobs this is this sounds like the worst oh
1: (laughs) i'm i'm an exclusive retro gamer right but that is different than gaming historians yeah and i don't want that job that's not (laughs) me uh, I just that on
0: me, Ricky yeah,
1: <laughs> I just like there's there's going to be somebody in the future that does that after <laughs> after the country gets run into the ground and we get electricity again, uh, after 50 <laughs> years or so, um, somebody's going to do that and mm-hmm. and I don't know what they're going to find
2: important and so just let them have yeah. it all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I do there think you, like, you know, answer the you know sort of the the idea that you sort of like throughout there though. It's not, not for us because like the stuff that like we're attached to, we're too tied to it by nostalgia and Mm -hmm. like there's like, we can't sort of stand back objectively and really like judge these things. Like, I mean, like, you know, when you look at like the great paint, and again, like, I I don't want to sort of draw too many like close parallels here, but when you look at like the great books and the great paintings and stuff like that like i'm sure that there were people then who looked at that and were like this is timeless but i think it's it's just it's just as fair to sort of say like there's a lot of crap that like these things were not always the most popular things that there was a lot of Mm -hmm. other crap that sold and and actually was like way more popular at the time but Mm -hmm. hasn't sort of like made the cut william faulkner wrote screenplays for hollywood Cause he couldn't make a living off his books because mm-hmm. mm. no one bought him. Well, and that's, it's the, there's that adage that, you know, the, the, you know, the only time a, a, an artist's paintings become valuable <laughs> are after they they're dead, which is just like, you know, un, unfortunate. Mm.
0: Um, and then who owns the rights to him, <laughs> right? <laughs> just selling great, them as the, NFTs. The, right? The, right. Yes. Great,
1: great Seinfeld episode about that. Uh, where George thinks this artist is dying, so he buys all the paintings. But That's then right. The, the artist survives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's right. Seinfeld. film. Oh, awesome! Well, I think <laughs> I think this this has been a lot of fun, um, and there has been a lot <laughs> of other things. Certainly, she, it's just, she, it's just been a lot. It's just been a lot. Some, jinx, some fun um, and uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, other other things. Uh,
1: what per- what percentage was fun? Just. <laughs> <it's curious>. the, <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, that came out wrong. I just meant to say that, man, that we've gone on a long time, and it. I've really enjoyed it. But um, yes, this is this is quite a beefy boy, uh, of an episode, and that's not even including the the bro hang that we had before the episode. So that was my feeble attempt at trying to wrap things up. I apologize. I didn't make it. I didn't mean to make it sound like I didn't enjoy it. No, <laughs> this is this is always a great time. Clearly we're all staying up really late in order to, to make this happen. So, uh, thank you for coming on, Paul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Paul, uh, what do you want to plug before we head out this evening with all of your seven different podcasts and not to mention your YouTube channel and all that.
1: And Twitch. Uh, no, uh, Patreon. So this is going to be weekly. This is going, this is going to be very, this is going to be very topical. So mm-hmm. my my newest podcast is a uh, Final Fantasy themed tabletop role-playing game called Mont Blanc's Hunters. Oh, I is, thought you were gonna
0: say it was a lotion. You said it was topical. Anyways.
1: <laughs> it is not licensed. It's quite illegal. And <laughs> I am breaking all sorts of IP laws in order to run it. Uh, but it is a lot of fun. And it it is uh it is set in Evilise. Uh, the, the mm-hmm. tactics in Final Fantasy 12 world and has a lot of uh, Final Fantasy tropes in it that, if you like Final Fantasy you're going
2: to like it. And Vagrant Story. Vagrant Story is, I think, part of yes, the, the I, release. It alliance. is.
1: So. Yeah, I haven't played that one yet. Uh, I want to.
2: Dude, if nice. you, like that's something that I've been meaning to go back to and revisit. So, I'll, I'll get the ROM. <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm joking. I, 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 I own it
2: on on PS4 Or no, uh, PS3
0: and Vita. So, Mm, interesting. I have the disc in the garage. (laughs) Mm. I think. Anyways,
1: I think I tried to look it up at some point.
2: Yeah, I I will just sort of like you know, you you have a Patreon as well, and I will just say like, hey, if you guys have enjoyed him tonight on on here, and you would like to support him uh, directly,
0: throw him a buck or two. Yes, thank you. Yep. It's true, so we can we can shoot down this uh, in in a much simplified form, but there's tons of ways you can get in contact with us, Twitter, we have an email address, uh, we've got our Discord that we've talked about that we'd love for you to join, um, or we have a Facebook group as well, uh, so you can join in in all those different places where just the backlog breakdown, just search around on the internets and you'll be Except able to find Facebook us. Except for Facebook, it's the Backlog Book Club. That's, that's right. hashtag backlog
1: book club. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't don't need to be on Facebook anyways. Come to, come to discord.
0: It's much more fun. (laughs) Discord is a lot fun. It's a little, it's more immediate too, Mm. which I, which I appreciate. Um, There's some, there's some good conversation in there and actually, yeah, it's been kind of like my number one place to go to, to talk about these things. Uh, first and foremost, so that's pretty cool. And if you do enjoy the podcast, like we mentioned, Patreon. Uh, but also, we'd appreciate it if you rated and reviewed the show. Um, hopefully, you're subscribed and share it with your friends if you dig it. Now, uh, one thing that we also have in common with Paul is that we're both a part of the Play Well Network, or at least some of our podcasts are. Uh, you know, I don't, I can't, I can't remember out of all seven which ones are there and which ones aren't. But uh, check out the Play, Net- Play Well Network because we all have a bunch of really cool podcasts there. For for nerds and geeks and people who want to you know just take our entertainment a little bit more seriously and see what the uh, good can come of it,
2: yeah, pretty much. So we have uh, we have tried to tackle this Titanic topic as much as we uh, I, and my alliteration just ran out, so I have nothing else <laughs> in the tank. It's uh, like two. <laughs> like tackle this Titanic topic.
1: Oh, you got three in there. Mm. That's all right. So,
2: um, well, and this and, is technically, and, and, but so Titanic no, has not, no, two, no. You get out of here with Titanic that. has <laughs> that is like modern poetry that's, crap. Not that's how alliteration <laughs> works.
0: This is, not, this is not.
2: how it works. This is not how any of this works. But uh, we have done our thing tonight. In the, well, Josh,
0: what should they do? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.
2: And I was going to look for something that said, like, basically I'd seen a quote one time that somebody basically said, follow your heart is the worst advice ever. Um, And I was looking for that particular quote, but I couldn't find it. So I found this one instead, which is not as pertinent, um, but I thought was still kind of funny. And the final word goes to a random tweet I found on Twitter. It's not a spiritual attack. You just make bad choices.
0: Big chungus, big chungus, big chungus. Big, big
2: chungus. (laughs) Big chungus, big chungus. Big, big chungus.
0: Uh,
1: Guys, there's no way I'm going to listen to this whole episode. It's way too long.